0: Same thing that you said Ross which is like the educational part like really just pulling back that curtain and not just knowing what your fees are but what those fees mean because we can look at them all day long but until we know what they mean and how they impact us I think that was actually how service bureaus became really successful was that we as the consumer did not have the education so that's my big part and on top of that the lies this industry is For They're honest people, don't get me wrong, but the amount of dishonesty and really the misunderstanding that if you keep a person at a certain level, a lower level than you, then you'll be successful.
1: Welcome to the Service Bureau Accelerator Podcast, where we help tax professionals start and scale a successful Service Bureau.
2: All right. Well, welcome to another episode of the Service Bureau Accelerator Podcast. I am here with Tia. The was it the tax? I forget. It's been a while since we recorded one.
0: The tax goddess. Goddess. goddess.
1: How could you forget?
2: Ross was it? Daddy Ross? Uncle Uncle Ross? Ross,
1: Whatever. Uncle Ross. Ross. No relation.
2: relation. Before we dive into the podcast and the topic, let's do something we never do until the very end or forget to do. If you've watched a couple of our episodes, go ahead and subscribe, comment, follow, whatever, because we never ask for people to do that until it's oh yeah, yeah we it? forget and if you want any
1: we talk about marketing and <laughs> sales but we, we never do it. do it on the
2: podcast right all right it's a new year it's a, it is a new year at the time of this recording is now january 12th right tax season is already for those of should... the offices that start early we've got a lot of people sending off returns now for loans but yeah so today's topic i'll just introduce the topic and then i'll let you guys start chatting about it a bit Is why people hate on Service Bureau Accelerator. So Ross, Tia, whoever wants to go, maybe want to list off a couple of things or take it how you want to take it.
1: Yeah, I I like this topic because I knew as soon as we brought up to Tia, she was going to be like, "Oh, oh, I know. I got a whole list of why people are saying that." But yeah, it's funny. I'll share one instance that that I thought was quite interesting on this. I think by and large, you know, we've ruffled a few feathers. There's a few things we can get into, but you know, within the industry, just giving people the best deal and pulling back the curtains and showing people how much money they've been getting screwed over with basically on their software deals. But they didn't know any better because that's kind of how the industry has been. It's like, oh, don't worry about those fees, max everyone out. And as soon as we started going in and actually educating people on those fees, people have been jumping ship left, right and center. And the people they left are usually the ones who are hating on us because their volumes moving to our volume because they decided to crank fees, get greedy, and, you know, take a lot of money out of people's pockets with no real value add. Like they weren't providing anything other than software. So that's a huge reason, I think, why there's been a lot of certain individuals that (laughs) have been hating on the on-service bureau accelerator, but... T, I know you got a laundry list of of reasons because if yeah. you're in the streets, you're in those groups, you're seeing what yeah. people are saying.
0: Same thing that you said, Ross, which is like the educational part, like really just pulling back that curtain and not just knowing what your fees are, but what those fees mean, because we can look at them all day long, but until we know what they mean and how they impact us, I think that was actually how service bureaus became really successful was that we, as the consumer, did not have the education. So that's my big part. And on top of that, <sighs> the lies. This industry is for, they're honest people, don't get me wrong, but the amount of dishonesty and really the misunderstanding that if you keep a person at a certain level, a lower level than you, then you'll be successful. What I love about us and what people hate on us is that We don't say, hey, you have to be at this level in order for us to be here. Like everyone's on the same level. Everyone's a service bro. Everyone's getting the same knowledge. And now what you do with it is pretty much up to you. And I don't think you guys started, yeah, I don't think y'all started saying, hey, you know, we're going to get haters. I remember this being a very honest, really humbling conversation with just looking to bring transparency to the industry. Yeah, I
1: mean, I mean, haters are a good sign, right? It's like if, if people are hating on you, well, you're doing something right. <laughs> typically.
2: Yeah, it wasn't.
0: Well, you has had hater for years. So.
2: <laughs> one comment I got from somebody in the industry that wasn't a hater, but basically it was somebody that worked at a software. And right when we launched this thing, after the somewhere, probably a couple of months in, as we started picking up really a lot of traction, one of the guys, I'm not going to mention any names or where he's from, but he's like, Hey, you're pissing a lot of people off because you're taking a lot of their customers. Literally that was the word. I'm like, well, I mean, I can't control what these guys tell their clients on why they're fucking banked $190 and they don't get any of it. So am I doing the wrong thing? I don't think so. I'm giving them an opportunity to make that money versus just having it come out and not have any idea. There's another scenario where I met somebody in person and I think the comment was, oh, you're the person that takes all my customers. That was the comment. Sorry,
1: Sorry but maybe. yes. But, and, and I also wanted to m- mention some of what Tia said. It's like when we sat out for this, it's not like that was the idea. It's like, oh, let's piss everyone off. It's like, let's just, I mean, Baldy, you mentioned this before where it's like, let's give everyone the deal that you wish you had when you started your right. service bureau. No add-ons, no, like just set them up as a true real service bureau. They have full control. They can do whatever they want in their service bureau. They can sell as many licenses. They can do whatever they want, and there's no extra fees on the back end. They take all those fees, right? They can set the fees, and all that money just goes directly to them, setting them up as a true service bureau. And that's why when we first launched, that was our big marketing hook. It's like, here's the secret in the industry that no one wants to tell you about, because none of those service bureaus wanted to tell their customers about how they could potentially become a service bureau as well, because that would mean that they're now not getting those $190 bank products where majority of those fees are going direct. To the yeah. They're
2: just pay. losing out. A lot of people look at, Oh, yeah. I'm not going to make that money anymore. Oh, I lost this client. The client was going to leave you right. Once they start asking those questions and you don't have a good answer or you can't, or you've been, or they realize that, Hey, they didn't know you were making 40 grand off them every year without, the right. Yeah. They're not going to stay with you. If you say, Oh, now you could do this. Like you have to set that. I think that's the transparency. You have to set that Ascension plan.
0: I was just about to say the same thing, just piggybacking off of Rawls. The part that I think was intentional was, okay, let's give everyone the same deal. You know, let's make it great. I think the part that was unintentional is that you all actually showed people another way, another level of growth that wasn't there before, because most of us really thought that the end was, okay, you have a tax office, storefront, you know, if you have a thousand clients, you're good. Mm -hmm. You know, a lot of us didn't know that there was another, you know, another level of the devil, (laughs) as they say.
2: (laughs) I think Lisa Gibson is the one that really ran with that concept. And I I hammered that into her from the beginning. I'm like, you got to stop doing taxes. Like we tell people all the time, like everyone still does it, right? Tia still does it. Yeah. But I think the ultimate goal is, hey, stop doing taxes, focus on the business and, you know, you'll get to that number. I think Lisa was one of the few people that's 100% just said, Hey, let's just not do taxes and let's just focus on selling software. And you see the results on it. Yeah.
0: 100%. It's it's definitely yep. a cause way, but that's definitely a big part of, of being hated on. When you show a person another way, it's like you kind of taking off the rose colored glasses and it, it's kind of, I don't want to say it this way, but I want to ask you all, have any other service bureaus come to you and felt like you were like traders? Like the big, ones? no. Not
2: traders. The big ones really didn't care. Like, they don't care, right? The big ones that do care is because we take their customers, right? And But they won't publicly say anything. They're not like that, right? They're cool people. It's just, hey, we just are doing something different. The big ones that... Here's my thing. I think that the big ones missed the boat or missed the opportunity. But the way that they grew is different than the way that we grew, right? They can't go to... Tia, say you're a client of a big service bureau, right? You were a client of a service bureau that was pretty big, if I remember correctly. And say they go to Tia, hey.
0: That's net, that's now part of it. Is really
2: okay. <laughs> so, but the big one, not they're not part of the program, they got bought out. But it's not like they couldn't go and say, Hey, <clears throat> kind of done what we did. The challenge that they had is how are they gonna go show Tia how to grow? Because the way that all these big ones grew is they just called down the FOIA list called down all the EROs and cold called and had sales reps and sold software sure, for so years and years. years and years and years. You go to all the trade shows, this and that. They're doing that type of growth. How we grew, ads, webinars, sales call, close. That's it. Like we don't need to go see you in person. We don't need to have 20 people hammering the phone, getting t- yeah the same, the same list, list that, that, everyone that everyone else everyone calls. calls. Like We have people come to us. So they can't show their people how to do that because they don't know how to do that. Right? So how are they gonna show them? How are they gonna train them? So a lot of those guys, you know, they'll sell you a service bureau, but it's, hey, cool, go ahead and market it. Maybe try this, why don't you try doing this? But they don't have any of the steps or any ways to execute, how to build a team around it. None of that, because the employee at these companies, they're just the employee at these companies. That's it, I have my job. Ju- they,
1: they don't, don't know, know how, how to, to run a anything. webinar and how to put together a sales presentation.
2: So yeah. going back to your question to you, I don't think we didn't really get much hate from like the bigger ones. You know, some of the actual tax softwares get mad when we take their clients and put them on a different one. But the bigger service bureaus, at least the ones that we speak to, not so much. The ones that typically get mad are the service bureaus that are semi-big, let's say 20, 30, 40,000 products, medium, like me, me, right? Medium yeah, sized service size bureaus. Service, yeah. And then all of a sudden all of their clients are jumping ship, right? There's one service bureau that I'm not gonna obviously yeah. I'm not mentioning names. But I know of one that we took 50% of their volume in one swoop with a handful of clients. And one of the things we always tell people is yeah. you can't build a service bureau with a handful of clients, maxing them out. One of them leaves you, you just lost 25, 30% of your business, right? This is you add hundred people. Here's a you add 200 people. Here's a you add 500 people. You lose 10 in a year, you're adding 50 next year. It doesn't matter, right? It all just mm-hmm. still grows. And that's where a lot of people, I think those are the types of service bureaus that get more mad. I had another funny conversation. <laughs> I mean, I, I've spoken to some of those medium sized ones in person. And I think a lot of the times it's like, Hey, how are you doing? It looks well, like we have this whole thing. Hey, can I get into your training? You're going to have to leave your direct relationship and come with us. And a lot of times those people's egos won't let them do it, even though we could give them a co- the same deal more than likely, right. Or better, but they just won't do it because of ego. But it was like, yeah, hey, our program is just for people that have their softwares with us. We don't sell it outside of it that's why it's two grand and you get all of that if we sold it outside of it 25 30 40 50 grand more right because what some people have been able to do with it is pretty good
1: yeah i think that also ties into i i was just looking at like some of our notes for the episode (laughs) and stuff and there's one service bureaus who try to copy us but can't (laughs) there's another word that's on the sheet but i won't say that but and that's another thing too which is kind of what we talked about a little bit earlier is that like yeah if you're working with a large service bureau and you're under, you know, you're direct with them or whatever, but they're a large business that's been around for a long time. They're gonna show you how to go and launch Facebook ad campaigns to drive it into a lead funnel or a webinar and you know, have callers and have a sales pipeline and do demos and like the whole sales process that we teach. It's like they're not gonna be able to do all that stuff, especially with the the new age of marketing of digital media and everything like that. That's where they fall short. And Some people have definitely tried to copy our program and have tried to do that. And what happens is people think that it's like, okay, maybe these guys have got a better program. They go over there. They realize that this company can't deliver on what they promised. They don't deliver on anything that was promised. And it's a horrific experience. Then they lose an entire year of being a service bureau because they never even got their software delivered to them. Not only that, but the website or whatever other, other, these marketing assets that were promised to them don't even work properly. So then they end up going, you know what, screw it. And then they jump over with us and they're like, oh my God, I wish I did this earlier. So I think that's another reason why a lot of people hate us is because they're trying to deliver a lot of the stuff that we do, that we actually deliver on, that we've been doing this for a well, long time. The problem time, is they're not delivering that. this. So stuff.
2: there's one company that I was made aware of that was trying to figure out, oh, how are we doing what we're doing? And just because you know some of the tools that we use like internet tools and this and that doesn't mean you know how to Preach. use it or know how to execute on it. Right. Mean you know how to so execute, yeah. you could go sign up for some of the same tools, go have fun. Right. There is a lot more involved than the actual tool that you use. And it's funny cause the comment that person made to somebody else that I know is, but how the hell do you support all these people? Cause a lot of people don't realize. And some of those people in the group that started selling like sub-service bureaus and started selling service bureaus to other people. Now they're starting to realize. How do you support all these people? Because there's a whole level of extra knowledge and extra stuff that you need to know and you need to be able to convey and you need to be able to support that's way beyond just setting up somebody with a tax office and enrolling them in the bank, right? (laughs) So go ahead.
0: And one thing that Ross had mentioned too was the process that we go through to bring a person from awareness to actually becoming a part of our program just the webinar in itself creates conscious buyers. So even if we have people who are interested that don't bounce at that moment, they now have that knowledge at no cost that they're now yeah. using to go and filter and inquire and ask questions against other service bureaus. And that creates a lot of tension as well, aka the haters, <laughs> because you're giving it for free. And how long is the yeah. webinar?
1: Yeah, it's like Runway. 30 minutes, 30, 40 minutes. Yeah, that- that's a good point because, yeah, there's a lot of information that vary like the first 15, 20 minutes that we explain this stuff and everyone goes, oh, wait a minute. Yeah, <laughs> so opens exactly, a can of worms exactly.
2: some people are like, wait a minute. I'm looking at my fees. I don't get any of this. And we're like, oh, yeah, if you were with us, that 20 grand <laughs> yeah. that's missing is now in your pocket.
1: <laughs> yours. That's yours. Yeah. We've yeah. done that at the end of webinars where people do an app and they put in like they do a screenshot. And they're like, can you do can you look at my numbers right now? We're like, yeah, sure. Why not? We're at the end of the webinar. We're just doing like a Q&A session. And we've done that multiple times where it's like 10, 15, 20,000 plus dollars. And people are just yeah. like, "Holy, it's like, yeah. And then, of course, yeah, what happens, right? Then they go back to their software provider. Be like, hey, what the hell is this? Because <laughs> <laughs> now I know what all these numbers are. What the hell's going on here? And then they tell all the other people that they know who are getting software from that person. Exactly. And then one person who may have a stronger influence in that community or in that group of customers that are getting software from another service bureau, that one person can be like, You know what? I'm done with this. I'm gonna go get my service bureau set up properly and I'm gonna take all of all your co- customers with me because you're screwing all that's of them over as quite well. Quite a few times that's happened times.
0: so many yeah. times, even some people that will come and just scope us out, come to the webinar, like several times. And then the next year, okay, I just want to make sure it was legit. I, I looked you guys up. I see that you're on YouTube called a couple oh, of yeah. other. watched a couple podcast episodes, podcast. Hold <laughs> up, <laughs> message some of the people in the message, some of the other yeah. members. Yeah. And then they're like, okay, yeah, I'm ready to buy. And then when they do it, they also have, like you said, those group of clients ready that's to the come start. over. So it's the, that's your the network, start.
1: right? Yeah, everyone's in the industry. Everyone has other colleagues. They got people that they talk to. They're doing a tax return and something's a bit wonky. Maybe they got one friend who's like really good at the corporate returns or something. Hey, let me slide in your DMs. Let me, I need some help on this return or whatever. That's why it's such a great business model too, is because it's so easy for people already in the industry to get into it. You already have a network. You already got, you're already doing taxes. You're already using software anyways. So is everyone else. Very easy to, to get in and just start selling to your network and bringing people in and setting them up yeah. correctly. Especially when you get the education that we provide. There was actually a couple that they joined our program. They went through all our foundations. They're like, okay, they learned a ton of stuff about it. And then they saw some marketing for another company. And we know this company. We work with them tons. Like they're great people over there. They just run a little bit differently, right? And they thought the grass was greener on that other side because of this one little thing. And I'm just like, that one little thing means like (laughs) part of my language. means fuck all to your service bureau, realistically. All the one little thing. But they looked at, they're like, ooh, this shiny object. So let's go over here because it's probably going to be a better deal. Well, they had already gone through our like foundational training and in that training, we really break down like the ABC, the 101 of a service bureau. And so when they went to this other company and that other company was starting to do their bank enrollment and everything, they're like, All right, well, where's my master Ethan? Like, oh no, no, don't worry about that. We take care of it. They're like, Hang on. <laughs> SBA, we got a master ethan. We did the bank enrollment, did all this stuff. And they're like, No, no, we do all that for you. I'm like, well, how the hell are you gonna enroll me with the banks if you don't even have my banking info? So immediately it's like red flag because with our program it's like, this is your info. It's your service bureau. You enroll with the banks. We guide you through, we have training, we have support and everything, but we educated them very quickly in our program to the point that now when they went somewhere else, very quickly, they're like, hang on, this isn't right. Because I know what's right because I was with SBA. So long story short, they came back with a tail between the (laughs) legs. I'm sorry, but yeah, I thought the grass was green on the other side and it was not. And so Sure, we get a little bit of hate from that too where people say, you know what? No, this isn't right. we going to, to SBA. <laughs> I remember that. <laughs> sorry, not sorry.
0: What about the ones who couldn't sign up so they hate? Yeah. There are service bureaus who couldn't sign up so they hate
2: on us? So the, I wouldn't even call some of them service bureaus. But so obviously with depending on what software they have and certain contractual obligations, we can't sign up some people on some softwares. And if they're an existing service bureau with, say, for example, layer, and we can't sign them up and they already have a service bureau and have offices, but they're like, oh, but what if I just sign up with you on OLT, your other software? I'm like, well, no, that's not how we operate. We don't want you to have a service bureau there doing whatever. And then also here with like, that's not how we do it. Like it's all or nothing with us. Right. At least to get access to.
0: And that's because they want the exactly. training?
2: Exactly. Okay guess what? You're with Slayer, you're with another company that we have a conflict with that we can't sell on. They don't have the training. They don't have that type of support that we have for the growth of the business. So it's like one of the people, I think Ross mentioned this earlier, so it reminded me, it's like posting in Facebook groups, talking shit. And then I go back and then it ends up in our, like somebody sends us a screenshot of this. And then we see all these SBA members, like members of the SBA community, just commenting <laughs> back, like, what are you talking about? You're firing like, back. It, it's just like avalanche. Yeah. And then I go, I don't like, know what you ta- Is this person? <laughs> and then I go look up, and I'm like, and then we actually had the call recording. So I go listen to the call recording. I'm like, there was a conflict. I said, Hey, if you want to go get released, we'll give you like you're you're better off here. Go ahead and ask for a release. And this and that. But they never went and did that. And they're just like thinking like, oh, well, why, how are they doing this? Because I have to pay for all this extra stuff. And wait, I don't have to with them. The whole long story short, and then I did some digging and I found out. I'm not going to mention names so nobody gets in trouble or whatever. But I found out they do like they had like a bunch of offices, but they only did like three or 400 bank products in their entire group. I'm like well that's why you don't have a good deal cuz you only see 300 or 400 bank products you're not even fucking going to get like right you're not going to get anything special so you're trying to say hey watch out for all this stuff that you have to pay for because you have 400 products and anybody in our group immediately doesn't have to pay for that cuz we leverage the volume right so It's just funny little things like that that people don't understand.
0: And our rock stars are loyal. Like, we're always out there. We report, but... Yeah, I don't see any of this stuff. We find out later. I don't know what's going on.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah.
0: Oh, we're out there. We're like SBA. (laughs)
1: Yeah. Well, that post, that one person's post, I don't even remember, like, who it was, but it was screenshotted. (laughs) It wasn't... This was not us. Again, this was our SBA Family here, someone in our program went and saw this and was like, well, this is some bullshit, (laughs) took a screenshot and posted it in our group so that now all of our community saw and everyone went to that comment. (laughs) Everyone just started lighting it up. It was pretty funny. But again, that's what it is, right? It's like people who don't have the setup that we have because they're, like you said, bald, right? They don't have the volume. They don't have the ability to actually negotiate and get those offers. And so then when they see something else, like when they see the information on our program, it's like, well, that's not possible. And they think it's, again, it's like, they, and, and I think a can't. lot of the times, I don't know how many times a lot of we've times people think that. it's not
2: possible because when we take one of their clients, which we can take their clients and then their clients immediately get a better yeah. deal than they even have.
1: And the client says, well, I'm getting this. And the other person says, no, that's yeah. not possible. It's like, I
2: think I mean, that's you, where right? a lot of it comes down to. It's, service bureaus yeah. that have shitty deals that don't have the volume to, or, or power to get a better deal or even know how to ask for one they lose a customer to us and now all of a sudden our customer can give them a better deal and they're like wait how did that person just do that how do yeah. they just go from
0: Isn't that- how yeah. they just <laughs> go
2: from being a preparer and i trained them up to showing them how to get their efin so now all of a sudden they can give me a better deal on software like how yeah. did that happen <laughs> right and that's i think that causes a lot of no. conflict for sure
0: so no. but outside of like logistics so let me ask you this so we have service bureaus who are already service bureaus that are just transferring to yeah, us yeah that's happened better deal as a service bureau so besides a conflict of interest are there any other reasons that they can't sign up um
2: it's typically just the conflict or if we had a bad feeling about so like like we had this one chick That I remember speaking to and they're like, oh, I have Drake, I have this, but I want to get this through you. Go get it through somewhere else. Like, we don't want that type of client, right? Like, especially when we know if they have multiple softwares, it's like, you're not gonna be focused. We're not giving you our training so you can go grow your service bureau with Drake or whatever. This is not what we do.
1: And, And then the ones that Go ahead. We, I was gonna say we had an earlier podcast episode about that where at least we touched on it about having multiple softwares where they like, don't they're not focused. They're, there's very quickly diminishing returns. And I mean there's a whole other a whole slew of reasons, but like you do not want to have every single software under the moon just so that you can offer every single software because now you have to support every single software. And if you're direct with the software companies, guess what? You're not gonna get any better deals and incentives as you grow your volume because your say 5,000 products are spread across six different tax softwares. So, okay, great. You have no negotiating power with any one of those softwares. So that's why it's like, you don't need to do that to grow a service bureau. If you struggle at converting a sale because some person wanted software A, but you offer software B, well, you need to learn how to move that person onto software B. If you don't know how to do that, it doesn't matter what softwares you have. Like having more softwares is not the answer to the solution. The solution is to understand why that person likes software a and show them why software b is going to do the exact same and more right and that's how you need to position the sale and that's what a lot of people kind of struggle at See, so they think oh if i just have more softwares then everyone will buy
0: but like, typically in this industry if someone and it's not it's how we're conditioned so if someone says you know you can't do this oh there must be an a, a income opportunity they're trying to hold me back from and that's why they're telling me not to do this versus like you said very logically like you know when you spread it across it really doesn't look like you're doing much but yeah, i'm still
1: struggling to learn our second software
0: <laughs>
2: i know the first one pretty well, good technically the third but we don't really sell one of them anymore we don't sell the <laughs> technically
1: first one the third yeah
0: he who must not be named. We're yeah. not going to talk about that one. Anything
1: else, guys? Any other thing? I'm just looking at some of the people notes. I mean, who I think are not a actual
0: lot. service bureaus that hate on us.
2: No, that was your comment. So I don't know. You tell us.
0: <laughs> oh, yeah, no. You're,
2: you're looking at me with like a question in your face like, what does that mean?
0: I, I, what, do you got? what do you got, Balls? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what do you got? Yes, I want to touch on the people who are not even in the software selling industry that are selling software. I don't want to say too much or too little, but if you're registering me for your bank services and then you're offering me software, I'm a little confused how that kind of works out. Yeah, I think
2: (laughs) when people or companies decide to do too much, they end up having less than expected results. (laughs) Like one, trying to focus on... Marketing, banking, software, this, that, not a, everything's going to suffer, right? That's, I, I'm not any names about saying anything.
0: But but let's be clear these are not like mom and pop, you know, type of companies. Yeah. These are companies that I would think would not even, we wouldn't even be on their radar. And, you know, it's like, hey, brilliant idea. Let's copy let's it. Let's just randomly let's go sell do software. This. Let's go do that. <laughs> and you, yeah, you can be a service bureau in three days <laughs> and up and running with a thousand Well, I mean, and
2: it goes to show the results of campaigns like that from different companies, like companies that historically do different things. It's that, oh, they can't support it. There's a lot more involved than just setting somebody up and enrolling them. A lot more involved because now you have to train them on how to use all this stuff. And if you're learning it, how are you going to teach it to them? And then it really just comes down to support. I mean, we brought over a lot of people from companies like that or places like that where they're trying to do too much. And they're like, I just can't get what they told me they'd give me. They're kind of what Ross said earlier, even on the other topic, whereas people like promising all this stuff, but they can't deliver it.
1: Yeah. Hanging out in a Discord server trying to get support.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Please.
1: (laughs) No names. No
0: The Discord. Oh yeah, I heard
1: about that. (laughs)
0: I I would like for us to have.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, that's just some of our um, members telling us some horror stories. I would
0: like to talk about another episode fulfillment. Like, why is it hard for people to like fulfill that? Mm. You know, because like you said, these are big companies. Well, it's because why
2: are you? Because here's why they're struggling, and it's very easy. Hey, Tia, right? You're familiar with tax software, right? And maybe you just do one piece of it. Go and build out this whole other thing. Okay, cool. Where do I start? I don't know. You go figure it out. Right, exactly. what
0: the hell
2: are you talking about? <laughs> right? <laughs> right? What are you talking about? So you go and hire somebody from the end. In- say you go and some of these companies, they all recruit from each other. Well, I'm going to go hire this guy that's leaving this bank, or I'm going to go hire this guy that's leaving this software. They're just hiring employees that just follow and do certain roles. Most of these guys aren't thinkers and building product, right? Regardless of whether you're coding the platform or not, in this case, we're not coding the platform, you still have to be able to build the product and the fulfillment of that product. And if you don't know the steps involved in that, how are you going to do that? Right? Like when we launched SBA, it was like, all right, cool. Well, what are the steps involved in getting a whole thing set up? All right. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. 10. All right, cool. So when we sign somebody up, we need to get them to give us this info. Oh, wait, you know, what's going to happen. Everyone's never going to give us their logo. So why don't we go and get a logo designer to make all the logos for everybody that signs up. So now that'll shorten down the support and us chasing down customers. These are things that we picked up on before we even launched, right? Somebody else from this other company that says, Hey, John Smith, go and do what they're doing. Right? Okay, how are they doing it? Oh, what tools are they using? They don't know the, the nuance. The- Tool,
1: yeah, tools That's don't matter. That's because the
0: secret sauce is not that marketing degree. The secret sauce is that you will honestly go to thousands and thousands of hours of training, hire smart-ass like tech people, you know, and put really streamlined, intricate systems in place that I don't even understand <laughs> in order but to make it- this work.
1: And it's not only so, but it's the fundamental part that Baldi was talking about is that is actually knowing the exact steps A to Z. It's like you have to know that first. And it's a whole other topic as well of like automating my business or like outsourcing my business. It's like if you don't know what the hell is going on in your business, how can you put someone in place and actually make sure they're doing it properly? You don't know what to look at. You don't know if they're doing it correctly. You don't know if they're doing it incorrectly. And so that's, I think, the biggest difference is that a lot of these companies try to bring in and they, uh, like Baldy said, they bring in an employee who has a very like specific like knowledge base, which they're great at. I'm sure they excel at within those specific parameters. But then when you're trying to get them to just go above and beyond any of that stuff where they have to now be the entrepreneur and figure out and be all the problem solver to try to determine exactly what is the right process, what are, where are people going to get stuck? How do we simplify this whole process? That's where it breaks down. And that's where knowing every single step of the process, like the back of your hand allows you to create those streamlined processes and systems in the business that then you can put someone in place afterwards because you've built it. You know exactly how it works. You know exactly how it needs to be done correctly every single time. And you've built the system around it. Now you can put someone in place to manage it. And that's where a lot of people just don't understand that because it's like, yeah, does that sound like a lot of work? Yep, it is. Welcome to being (laughs) in business you got to put in the work, right? Like you got to do the work. And people, I've heard this, I don't know how many times I've heard this on sales calls. I know you've probably heard this too. You've probably heard this as well. Well, how much work do I have to do to be successful? However successful you want to be? I don't know. That is a great question and also a horrible question. And you might probably shouldn't be in business if you're concerned about having to do, put in some actual work. And so that's it, right? People want to buy shortcuts. They want to try to skip the line and get immediate results. And it's like, you got to look, you got to do the work. The, the best thing that I would probably say about our program is that you get to learn from all of our work and all of the mistakes that we made along the way where we now can give you a shortcut because it's like, we're actually in the industry. We're in the business. We're growing a service bureau. We know exactly what we did wrong. We know exactly what we're doing, right? And we know exactly what our improvements are going to be for next year. And we share that with everyone. Hey, here's what you should be looking at. This is the time of the year. This is what we did in the past. This is what we saw that didn't work. This is what we changed about it. This is what you should do as well. So it's like that, if anything, is like a huge part of our program is giving our members that shortcut to success from our mistakes. There's still work involved. Don't think it's a cheat code. That doesn't mean you have to do any work, but there's still work involved to really understand all the steps as we've laid them out and you know how to go out and, and build programs to grow yeah, your service. well.
2: just to add one more thing to it, is building programs, right? Like going to Tia's question, and <clears throat> we built a lot of programs. Right, we've fulfilled on massive campaigns. Mm-hmm. It's all the same thing. If you have that skill set, you have the skills. If you don't, knowing what tools you use isn't going to help you. <laughs> right? Yeah, it takes work, <laughs> like you said. Yeah, and even on, on supporting,
0: sitting there looking at the tax nitro yeah. screen.
2: Oh wait, yeah, <laughs> this looks familiar. Oh, I seen something similar. Okay, let's go figure it out. Like, good luck. Have fun. <laughs> good luck. Have fun. Right? Four A years fun. it takes to learn stuff like. We're about four or five years in using tools uh, like that or more D- tools like that. We've used a lot.
0: Yeah. You never lie. This, n- this is not an official plugin for tax nitro, but everyone knows how much I love tax nitro. Literally. I feel like after using it for three years, I'm just getting a hang of automations and CRMs it, it takes years. Yeah. yeah.
1: Yeah. And then think about that. Well, you, you guys just make a like Think easy. about trying to fulfill, trying to think about creating a system that you can then like a, a, a whole build out that you can deliver to multiple people. And then when they get stuck in a certain area, you have to be able to support that. Like not just the tool, the software, but how you set it up for them to succeed. Now you have to support that as well as all the other that comes with it. Just learning that. And you'll run
2: into people that are not as tech savvy and have fun. Those support calls are support calls, right? (laughs) Like it just happens. A lot of people overlook that. They think it's all plug and play. but No, it's not. All right, I think we,
0: okay. So how many people do you all have? But I'm people on the team. I just know my <laughs> part and I kind of stay my lane. <laughs> but, you know, people have the misconception. They just see it's a small team. But how many people really support the SBA community?
2: Oh, like on the company payroll? I think like 20-something?
0: Yes. At, yeah, I think yeah,
1: we're over 20, 20
2: something. at this point. Oh, we're going to be hiring probably another six or seven people this another, quarter or next yeah. quarter, mainly on the support side. Support and sales, actually. Yeah. But yeah, a lot on the support side. We ramped up more support people this year um, to be able to. Because here's the thing that, uh, another thing that happens. And it's funny because I had a conversation about, with this, yesterday, about this yesterday with uh, Lisa. She's like, and this is something that these people that try and copy us don't realize that a service is not the same as selling software, right? So when, when you sell a service bureau, you go and show them how to set it up and all that stuff, right? Year one. Guess what? If a person only sets up three or four people year one, right? And say you go like us, we sign up another 250 people next year, right? Now we have to support these new people and show them how to set stuff up. Guess what? Half of the people from the year before are gonna need support in setting all this stuff up because they forgot how to do it. Because it's something that they do once a year. And if they don't do enough, like some people I'll set up five or ten people, right? If you set up five or ten people, you may remember how to do it, you might not by the time the next year rolls around. If you set up two, you're probably not going to remember how to, right? And it's Definitely. all the little quirks, like how many tickets we get about, hey, this is saying this, where do I fix this? Well, here's the video, and it happens every year, and this is, we've explained this multiple times, but we still get 30, 50 tickets about it every single season, right? Like, or more, right? So it's, it's those little things, because you're not supporting just the new people and showing them how to do it. It's all the existing people. So like what over 600 something people that we're supporting it. just on that. And then that also comes with, we try and not deal with a lot of this stuff, but that also comes with ERO support for like support for their EROS, because, yeah. mm-hmm. and this is probably a, Oh, this will be a good topic for the next one. We'll give it a little thing. Cause a lot of times EROs like say something's going on with the bank. They need to fix some issue. The bank customer service sucks. Software cause like all these customer services are going to suck. And if you don't know how to ask the question, you're going to be stuck in a two, three-day limbo of hopefully somebody figuring out what you're asking. But guess what? The people that submit a ticket with us give us a breakdown. Even if they don't know exactly what's going on, give us enough info where we could say, all right, is this what you mean or is this what's happening? Oh, okay, cool. Six hours later resolved because we already know what to what to look for. We already know how to ask it. And had to get the result.
1: And we got them connections. <laughs> we got the hookups. I, I was just about to say, wait a minute.
0: We do have some connections.
1: Yeah.
2: We got some hookups. <laughs> um, so I end up making this See, time they, of year, they, I, make a, few,
0: they for I a reason. make a few phone calls
2: on certain scenarios like, hey, can you just look this one up for me? What's going on here? Okay, can we do this and that?
0: Balls, balls. <laughs> Come on now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: All well, I think that was a pretty good, good episode. I'll plug it again since we did at the beginning, but if you guys enjoyed this episode or listened to our other episodes, definitely go ahead, subscribe on Spotify, YouTube, where else we got? I don't know. We got all over the place, but yeah, go ahead, follow, like, comment Whoever as well. Whoever you are,
0: any. comments, yeah. anything. Yeah.
1: If you want to learn more about Service Bureau Accelerator, head on to our website, servicebureauaccelerator.com. I think there's still like our webinars. I mean, it's we're January at this point, list. so we're not doing, our enrollment isn't open. We have a wait list though, but- I think there, you can catch a replay from our like last year's presentation. Learn a little bit more about the program, what we include, and everything like that. Fill out the waiting list, get subscribed on there, and then we'll be reaching out in the early late spring and usually open up enrollment back at that time. So, but yeah, great episode. I think it was fun. Let's wrap it up later.
0: Peace out.